Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spider Insight Podcast, along with Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black. I hope this podcast is as much fun as Saturday's football game was at Robbins Stadium. The offensive explosion that turned out to be a Spider victory, 42-31 over the main Black Bears. Had a little bit of everything Saturday. Lots of offense, some trick plays, defense locking down in the second half, and it leads to a Spider victory led by the true freshman quarterback, Camden Coleman, who will be our guest today on our Spider Insight podcast coming up in just a little bit. 25 of 36, 365 yards, ties a school record with six touchdown passes. Three of them go to Nick DeGennaro. That also ties a school record. You were busy on Saturday, weren't you, my friend Christian? There's a lot of highlights to clip for that one, Bob, but that's that's how you want it to be. Um, it was a really exciting game to watch. It was a really fun game to watch. Uh, we're kind of calling it a video game first half that we saw down there. Uh, and Cam passed his 365 yards is what he ended the day with. 313 of those from the first half alone, though. Five touchdowns in the first half. First freshman to ever throw for five and a half. Um, he had an incredible day and just great to see. And all of this came after Maine kind of stunned everybody at Robbins Stadium, right? They jumped to a 14-0 lead, and they were running trick plays of their own. That's right. Scoring on back-to-back trick plays, It's I think, uh, you know, it was a little bit – once we came out with some trick plays after that, I think that was almost a little response. Like, oh, you've got tricks? Well, so do we. Well, let's relive some of them on the spider side of things, and then we'll get to Cam, who will talk about them in greater detail for sure. And the first one really came in an important part of the game because the spiders were down 14 nothing, and they needed some kind of spark. Here was that spark. Handoff Howard runs a reverse to Garcia. Pitch back to Coleman. Throws deep downfield to a wide open Haggerty on the right side. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown as he's pushed into the end zone. Christian, that had to be a fun one for all those guys involved. For for Milan and Jerry, who both touched the ball before Cam makes that throw to Brooks Haggerty, who's now scored his first two collegiate touchdowns in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's got to be a ton of fun, and especially for a big guy like Brooks to get a pass like that. Uh, you know, he used the height to his advantage, caught it over his head, and just you know took it to the house from there. And then the favorite combination for Cam Coleman was to Nick DiGennaro. He targeted him. 14 times he hit him eight times for a career high 113 yards and three touchdowns we had to pick one of them let's go back to the last one because this tied the school record for touchdown passes and tied the school record for touchdown receptions second and goal from the two that's Fene Webb to his right that's DeGennaro moving Coleman looks right throws and a leaping catch by Nick DeGennaro his third touchdown reception of the day record with the great Kyle Laletta. That was not a catch. That was a snag. Absolutely snagged it out of the air. Touchdown for the Spiders. Coach October, our co-offensive coordinator, he has a saying. He says, one shine, we all shine. And that was very evident on the field on Saturday. Uh, Cam Coleman shining allowed for Nick DeGennaro to shine in the entire offense as a whole and also the defense. I think they're playing off that energy. Um, you know, it was, you know, a week removed from the Hampton game where defense was probably on the field a little bit too much. You know, they're getting a little bit of a break this time, and our offense is really controlling the game. So you mentioned nine different receivers for the Spiders Saturday. One of the nine was Cam Coleman himself. Here was one more fun trick play, and you know the quarterback loved to be involved in this one as the wide receiver. 
Here we go again. This one is Savon Smith back to Camden Coleman. He has blockers in front of him. He's down the sideline and finally nudged out of bounds at the 13-yard line. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen this many trick plays, but I'm loving it. Super creative. Now, Christian, I know you don't go back this far, but in 2008, when we won the national championship, almost the identical play was run. The running back, John Crone, threw it to the quarterback, Eric Ward. He actually scored a touchdown on that one. And when that happened, I think everybody in the stadium knew Richmond was going to win that national championship game. That was almost the identical play that Savon Smith and Camden Coleman pulled off Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll love to see that. And, yes, I, I did not watch the national championship game. It would have been in sixth grade when that happened. Uh, was not a Spiders fan at the moment just yet. But, yeah, I mean, you love to see that. I mean, it's it's cool to see when you're standing those all-purpose yards. You see your quarterback also has receptions. Uh, Joe Mancuso was a guy. He ended his career, I think, with three receptions. Um, so this is not, uh, you know, this is not the first time that we've done that. Well, the, we are celebrating the 2008 National Championship team. It'll be 15 years on homecoming at the end of the month. So when those guys come back and start talking about that play, you'll know exactly of what they're talking about. Exactly. Then, right? and yeah. those, I'm sure those guys love to reminisce on the olden days. But, hey, guess what, guys? We're still doing it to this day. That was not unique to you. All right, look, we had 738 yards of total offense in the first half of that game. And then all of a sudden, the defenses showed up in the second half. So shout out to the D's. And we talked spider defense, gave up just the one touchdown in the second half and made sure all those points would stand up for a victory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two interceptions, you know, the plenty of tackle. I think we ended the day, yeah, 10 tackle for loss. Um, So it's great to see the defense, you know, really standing up and, and getting the job done there. I wonder if the offensive coordinators, Chris Anderson had mentioned this, if they had a little secret conversation or something Friday night and they're like, let's both run some some trick plays because both teams did it during the first half. But then, you know, I think Coach Wood will feel really good about what his defensive guys did in the second half. And, you know, we were playing basically with just the two cornerbacks because of the injury situation. Donovan Hoylett steps up this week and does a good job. Um, so some different guys really got involved to help that defensive performance as we said, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. And getting those two sacks from Donovan and, you know, Mikey Jarmolowicz just uh, – I think you had said this after the game on Saturday to me. He, you call him the stat patter. Um, stat or, sheet stuffer. Stuffer, not patter. Sorry, stuffer. Stat stuffer. sheet stuffer, and it's a little bit of a tongue twister that you have to be careful with, Christian, when you're on the radio if you get my drift. Stat sheet stuffer. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, he is – I mean, he, he's stuffing down in the box. He's on every play. He's somewhere around it. There's probably plenty of tackles that we could attribute to him just because he's in the vicinity of them. Here's one of them. Handed off to Banks and a terrific play by our stat sheet stuffer, Mikey Jarmolowicz. <laughs> the stat stuffer. You run into the stat stuffer. It's, it, that's his play. He's got to make that play. He's going to make it every time. That is his fifth tackle this afternoon. And can't be any more textbook than that, huh? Cannot. Two of those tackles for loss now for Mikey as well. Let's get back, though, Christian, to the offensive side because that's the big headline. And our guest on this week's Spider Insight podcast, he's shining in the spotlight. He is true freshman Cam Coleman. Now, full disclosure, we taped an interview with Cam before Christian and I sat down to record the rest of our Spider Insight podcast. 
and I had a little bit of technical difficulties with the microphone. So you're going to hear it as if maybe you were sitting a couple of rows behind the three of us, eavesdropping on our conversation. But if you listen carefully, I think you'll be able to hear it. Cam had some great things to say, beginning with how he came out of that game and how he's feeling both mentally and physically. Mentally, I'm feeling I'm feeling great just being able to go out there and do what we did was pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm really excited for the weeks to come and how we take on the rest of the season with the momentum we've gained from this game. And physically, a little roughed up. It's been a while since I've played a full football game. We were just talking about, I know I mentioned the other day that the last time was last season at Myrtle Beach Collegiate. But actually, we I split reps there. So the last full game I played was my high school season, the senior year. Well, you picked up where you left off from your high school season, senior year Saturday. Make no mistake about that. I think you mentioned after the game that you were pretty much told on Tuesday you'd be the starting quarterback. From that point forward, how did you prepare for Saturday? I prepared pretty much the same week I had every week. I I tried to be ready as much as I could um, throughout the whole season. And um, this week, we actually took things on a little different offensively. Um, The players got together. We all watched film together and broke down exactly what our assignments were so that everybody was on the same page. And I think that was a great great thing that we did leading into this week that pretty much showed and i'm excited to keep on doing it so a lot of the conversation right now is obviously about you being a true freshman you making your first career start but you did a prep year last year at myrtle beach collegiate and you were able to play like you said in post game on saturday against grown men you're playing grown man football talk us through that process and kind of uh what it was like playing down there and then how that kind of helped you get to this moment um yeah i mentioned that myrtle beach collegiate is a nice little half step to the college level. I mean, there, right, we're playing, we're playing collegiate level talent every week. It's, it's definitely not to be looked down upon. And another thing about Myrtle Beach is I think it, it was a great, they did a great job of getting us into the college life, the, the rigors of the schedule and just taking us through all sorts of different experiences with that. And so coming in here, it, it felt like I had a taste of that already. And so being able to translate that to this level of football was awesome. How important was it having that spring ball under your belt compared to any other true freshman who probably didn't have that uh, opportunity? It definitely it gave me way more time to get close with the team and make bonds and stuff up here. I think that's the biggest thing I got from it. And then on top of that, just getting time with the coaches and getting in the playbook, having an understanding of it by the time fall camp hit this year rather than having to cram it all in. It definitely it definitely helps, and I'm super thankful for the experience. I mean, it was awesome. Like another aspect of it is is pretty funny. This, I mean, the school aspect, not not having my first semester of college classes being at the same time as my first college season. Mm-hmm. So so having having a feel for the college student life before having to deal with the college football season. It was big time. The experience that you guys have been through this season is unprecedented and hopefully will never have to be gone through again to have four different starting quarterbacks, four straight weeks, three of you with your first ever collegiate start. As all of this is unfolding over the last month, how are you guys as a quarterback room handling all the adversity? We, we've remained super tight. We, we all know each of us can play and we, we've just been helping each other, just keeping our bonds, knowing that we, we can help each other. 
and that, like I said, every single one of us can play and just remains ready. And it's, it's really been it's really been an awesome process. It's, I don't think I've ever been part of a quarterback room that's so tight and just uplifting. Six touchdown passes ties a school record. Three of them went to Nick DiGennaro. That ties the school record. Can you speak to the connection that the two of you developed and continue to develop? It's funny. Um, I mentioned building the bonds in the spring. Uh, Nick and I probably spent our whole spring semester together um, just from working out. We worked out together in the morning to going to Spanish class together all semester and having to having to deal with taking Spanish together. And just we, we spent a lot of time together. We built a great bond. Um, I know our moms actually sit together in the stands. And then also um, we found a great church up here. And we've been going to church together every weekend, um, along with some other guys on the team, Tristan Wheeler, Jackson Hardy, Will McManus. I mean, we, we, we found a great church up here. So even building bond through that and just our, our connection with God has been amazing. All right. How about on the field with those three touchdown passes? What were you seeing on those? I mean, number 11, it's, it's hard to say, say when he's not open. I mean, going through my reads and it just so happened that my reads took him, took me to him. And um, that's how it worked out this week. It'll, hopefully it'll work out like that even more. Nah, just on the, on the field, number 11 is a great player. And it's, it's not often that he's not open. No, your roommate is Trey Tomlinson, correct? Yes, sir. So what is it like for a quarterback to be rooming with a DB? And talk me through practice. Uh, if he is, if he were to pick you off at practice, what does that conversation look like back in the dorm room? So um, Trey and D'Angelo Stocker are my roommates, wow. believe it or not. So the two starting corners this week, they, they're both my roommates. We live in a double single suite. But we're constantly talking junk. I caught him one time with a, with a paper drawn up of some of our plays, and he, he lost it. Um, I took it from him, but he, he got super mad, believe it or not. But, um, no, it's just super competitive. But at the same time, we love each other, and we, we know we're getting each other better. Just the talks at night after practice in the dorm is – and then nothing beats him. We'll, we'll be messing around. And I will say, Trey probably watches the most film out of – I mean, everybody watches tons of film. There's, there's no doubt in that. But Trey constantly watching film in the room. I almost, I almost want to ask him if it's if he feels okay taking a break from football. But that that boy, he he's a student of the game. I love him. All right, we would be remiss if on this conversation we did not talk about the fun stuff Saturday, the trick plays that were run, main runs a couple, then we come back and run a couple. Kind of take us through the fun of that. And I would say there were two I would love for you to speak about. The touchdown pass you eventually threw to Brooks Haggerty. The first went to Mylon Howard, then to Jerry Garcia, and then back to you. And then, of course, you got to talk about the one where you turned quarterback into receiver. Yeah. So um, it was, it was when I found out we were running the um, throwback pass to me. I was I was super excited. I told my teammates I want to be like Tom Brady and go out there and drop the ball. No, just just getting to experience um, such fun trick plays and knowing that knowing that um, we have something like that that we can pull out of our pocket at any time. It, is, it was awesome. And we, we've been working on trick plays the, um, the whole season. We know every, every college football team has their trick plays. And getting to see them in action this week was, like you said, super fun, super joyful. Just having, getting to see them work. It is not often a quarterback gets to receive the ball. That was, that was a pretty crazy experience. All right, let's finish up with you, Cam. What's next? Uh, now you are the starting quarterback. Other teams will have some tape, a game and a half worth of tape. 
How do you now approach whatever comes next, beginning with this Saturday at Rhode Island? The offense this week, we we set we set the standard, and we we just got to keep matching it. We we talked about yesterday. Um, it's like horse racing. Horses have their blinders on. We're we're focused on what we're doing. We're not worried about anything else going on in the CAA. We're we're focused on us, and we know that if we continue to play Richmond caliber football, that we can go win this thing. Keep doing what you're doing, Camden Coleman, and thanks for being our guest. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, We appreciate it, Cam, and I promise, Christian, that we will have many more conversations with Cam than Coleman, and they will be much louder, much crisper, and much more clear than that one. Cam shined on Saturday, and having him up here next to us in the booth with that long blonde hair, he shines in real life, too. He's got a huge smile on his face all the time, so like you had just mentioned, we're going to get plenty more conversations with Cam. Did you watch the movie Remember the Titans? Bob, I'm not a movie person, actually. I do not watch movies, don't watch TV, never played video games. Well, the quarterback in Remember the Titans was nicknamed Sunshine, and he looks just like Cam Coleman. I mean, with the long, wavy, blonde hair, kind of the free spirit attitude and speech, and that's what we got out of Cam Coleman. And that would be a good thing because that Remember the Titans team eventually won a championship. So remember that one in addition to your history lesson on the 08 Spider football team. That's right. And speaking of Titans, Cam was a Titan for us. Oh, my gosh. He was a Titan for us down there on the field. Uh, and, and because of that, he's named the FedEx Ground FCS National Freshman Player of the Week as well as the CAA's Offensive Player of the Week. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually nominated him for Rookie of the Week, hoping we could get De Janeiro as Offensive Player of the Week as well. Um, but, you know, numbers don't lie. He was totally deserving of Offensive Player of the Week. Absolutely. Great to see some of our Spiders get some accolades for their performance on the field. Now, I know uh, you mentioned the FedEx Ground Player of the Week. Coach Huseman, Coach October, Coach Ross, all of them will make sure that not only Cam Coleman, but the rest of this team is grounded as they get back to work this week for what's going to be uh, probably the best CAA team that we've faced so far this season in Rhode Island, and they're coming off an emotional win Saturday non-conference, but over their arch rival up there in Rhode Island having beaten Brown. That's right, and you know this morning it comes out as we're recording this on Monday, they're 22nd in the AFCA coaches poll. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity for Richmond to take this momentum that they had from Saturday and bring it up to Rhode Island and kind of test their, you know, road durability, I guess, and really see what do the Spiders have in them? You know, can you, can we take this momentum and can we really carry it out and build upon it and stack these games? And it will be a little bit different. And I know, you know, Cam's been part of the deal all year, but now you're going on the road. You're playing in enemy territory. He will have a full week again of preparation for that game. But that is a little bit of a different challenge this week. That is, you know, and I think great players, great moments, great football games are built around adversity. And that's that's what we're going to have this weekend. I'm not sure what the weather's going to do, but, um, you know, seeing us come out of Gale Force winds and rain at Stony Brook uh, victorious, I, I think, you know, the Spiders know what it takes to go win a conference game on the road, and they'll be looking to do that Saturday against the Rams. And Coach Usman has been preaching it, and I'm sure he will get back to it. Like, every week now is basically a playoff week for the Spiders. Then they can't look further ahead than the next one because if you look further ahead than the next one and you don't get the one in front of you, 
that next one and the rest of them aren't really going to matter. Mm-hmm. And historically, you know, that eight-win mark is what you need to make the playoffs. And right now we need to win out the rest of the season to make the playoffs or to, to at least get those eight wins. Um, that will, of course, help us in that regard. Um, and I think this team is capable of doing that. I've talked to the players plenty, and I, you know, they're confident that they can get the job done. And I think really that's what we saw on Saturday against Maine was a confident team that came out and knew that they were going to go and play Richmond football. You know, I mentioned this on the telecast Saturday, but I felt like that game was kind of the, the fork-in-the-road game for the Spiders. Five games in the rearview mirror, five more to go, and Saturday against Maine was that middle game, and you had to find a path that took you down that road to victory. And it could have gone either way, Bob. Mm-hmm. It, I, know, I think these guys were standing there at the fork, and, you know, left was, you know, down 14 nothing in the first quarter, and how are you going to come back from this? And, and they chose to take the other side. Uh, they went to the right, and obviously they got them the victory. And off the road we go to Rhode Island on Saturday, 1 o'clock game. So early in the afternoon, our coverage at 12.30 on 106.1 ESPN. You can also catch it online at ESPNRichmond.com and RichmondSpiders.com and the live video streaming from Flow Sports, from Flow Football behind the paywall on Saturday afternoon. You've never been up there to Rhode Island, have you? I've never been to Rhode Island. Um no, nah, you know, I, I'm from New York, from Buffalo, but Buffalo feels a lot more like Ohio sometimes <laughs> than it does uh, actual Northeast. So, you know, these opportunities that we get to go play these road games and that I get to be a part of is, you know, that's one of the biggest things I love about this job. Now, we haven't been up there in a while, so I'm looking forward to getting back up there as well. Hope we have a good time and a good trip and come out of there with another W for the Richmond Spiders. Christian, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Christian Gravis, I'm Bob Black. Again, special thanks to our player guests, Camden Coleman, and thank you for tuning into this week's edition. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Rhode Island game, preview North Carolina A&T as the Spiders stay on the road in the CAA. Thanks for tuning in to the Spider Insight Podcast.